0: might be for you beauty,
1: she's beauty, in
0: the beauty in the hi it's tracy it's also you who i fucking love i hope you're well or at least headed in that direction no matter the case i want to do something different with you today all right so hold on to my voice we're going on a trip October of last year, I share this podcast, third episode called No Sex Zone, The Weird and Wonderful World of Celibacy. I howl at my bestest girly to do it with me. The feedback was just an overflow of positivity and soon Thank you very much, by the way. And soon I had like a gaggle of young women interested in either hanging up that do not disturb sign down there. Or I had some who just felt empowered to stay aboard their celibacy cruise. (laughs) Popping. Next move. I have an event with I think it was 30 of y'all that pretty much served as an in-person workshop version of No Sex Zone. Popping. The room is glowing with transparency, self-love, self-exploration. You can damn near hear the padlocks on pussies everywhere just clicking into place. Celibacy, celibacy, celibacy. Oh, such an orchestra to my ears. The event comes to a wrap. I'm extending my thanks to my babes. The hug action is real. Some folks are going more in depth about their non sex life, etc., etc. And finally, my eyes connect with this gorgeous fucking woman who eventually tells
2: me. I'm not celibate, I'm a dominatrix. Yeah. And that's where we're going right now. <laughs>
0: and all that I require of you is to just remember that there is a full kaleidoscope of emotional empowerment out here in these streets. And if you're rolling with me, then you know it's beneficial to stay curious to it all. So, join me in an unfiltered conversation with a hell of a resplendent 25-year-old presence. We're going to call her Charm. A chick who loves meditation, Solange, and busting dudes' balls. Literally. We're live? Nice. Yay. My young whipstress. (laughs) Yes, girl. Yes. A.K.A. the alias, the chosen alias of the evening is
2: charm. We're okay
0: with that, right?
2: We're okay with that.
0: Yay. All right. So... Let's just immediately travel to the core of this conversation. Okay. Right? And the first question that just bubbles in my mind is how the hell did you get into the, I should even call it the world, the dominatrix world. It's almost like the dominatrix
2: underworld. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It is underground. It is the underworld. Mm
0: -hmm. How did you discover
2: it or how the hell did it discover you? Okay. So I'm very Tinder lucky. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. I met a guy on Tinder, the first guy I ever met on Tinder, and we went on a date. I was like, he's super cool. We ended up hooking up, and he's super into BDSM, mm. which, like, I didn't know anything about. This was years ago. And you know what? Pause right there. Yeah. I want to just define
0: BDSM for anyone who's like, what the hell? They're just like a virgin to any conversations around the dominatrix world <laughs> and all of its terms. So I looked it up. Uh -uh. Good old Wikipedia, let's see if you come through with accuracy. Uh So BDSM is a, quote, variety of often erotic practices or role-playing involving bondage, Mm -hmm. discipline, dominance, and submission. Uh Also, sadomasochism. And to my personal knowledge, that's like um, a
2: little bit of sadism, a little bit of masochism. Right. So sadism is if you derive pleasure from inflicting pain on others. Exactly. Masochism would be if you enjoy having pain or humiliation inflicted on you. And sadomasochism
0: sort of is
2: when you can role play, bounce from both of those. Right. So like in, the, in like the BDSM world, that would mean that you're like a switch, mm-hmm. which means sometimes you're comfortable in the dominant role. Sometimes you want to be in the submissive role and you can go back and forth a bit.
0: OK, so it's like you're bi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with a whip yeah 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 okay (laughs) cool so homeboy from tinder yes he's into bdsm so how did he bring that to you
2: so i've always been open to exploring i've been open sexually um and he just kind of made it seem like he was like kinky and was like freaky and i was totally fine with that Mm -hmm. so like i guess we were just having like rough sex kind of kinky sex and then he was like can i tie you up and i was like yeah sure Mm -hmm. but he like hog tied me like and special knots and shit and I was like whoa like like yeah I put you over like like, a big pot of boiling water like like, tied up (laughs) like he was about (laughs) to make a stew and I was like this is weird but so like yeah so like my hands and my feet were like tied behind my back and I could not move but I was like this is like kind of cool I'm kind of into it and you're sober and I was sober yeah Mm, okay um so I liked it because I was kind of like I mean, it was new and I was nervous and I was like, this is super interesting to me. So sorry, right, let's keep going. And then he was into pet play, which now I am super into. And I had like a leash and a collar and he would like walk me around. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, this is so
0: fucking cool. And then, OK, I just wanted to make sure I, I didn't want that to be like some
2: type of like term for animal torture oh no it's not like or bestiality here (laughs) no um pet play yeah so like i wore a leash in a collar a lot of times they have like the latex like dog masks and stuff and Mm -hmm. i mean it depends on the extent of it but i mean i wasn't like eating food out of a bowl but some people do that okay um so looking like a rihanna music video yeah and there i mean there are people that have like live-in pets like there are people that are like live-in pets Mm. um which is really cool. I went, right. I Look wondered, it up. What
0: animal I would choose to be. Like, now this makes the term spirit animal
2: something completely different. I've seen mostly just dogs, cats, and horses. They have, you can have like a human chariot kind huh. of thing. It's cool. Um, so, yeah. So, we were doing that. And then also, like, the sex was just great. Mm-hmm. And it was just wild. And I was like, this is, like, not vanilla at all. And it was just exciting. It was cool. So, that was the first time that i was a sub Mm -hmm. and i was never dominant with him at all um and then my best friend is super into it with the guy that she's seeing um so like years ago we went to this um like bdsm party at a club called paddles here Mm -hmm. um and it was so fun and we like strung this guy up from the ceiling and we were like whipping him and we had these like cool gloves with spikes on them and we just had like all this cool shit. And he was, like, loving it. And there was, like, a crowd. And it was... We were, like, in character. And we were, like, kind of outside of ourselves. And uh-huh. it was... We just got to, like, explore, like, a deeper version of ourselves. And it was mm. so cool. Um, So I was, like... All right, like, I'm into it. But I never thought of doing it professionally. Okay. And then I was... Um, Can I pause in-
0: you for a second? Yeah. Pedaling backwards. Um, At any moment, like, when you were... Like you said you had the gloves that had what describe these gloves again?
2: They're so they're like black leather gloves and they have spikes on them. Like they're sharp. Mm-hmm. They can hurt somebody mm-hmm. if you're not. Right? This is not, not a fearful. Halloween costume. No. Like this they're will dangerous.
0: Purchase- <laughs> okay. Yes. So at any point was there cuz I think sometimes people when they think about um the darker side of pleasure, folks will immediately be like, "Okay, you're a pusher of darkness mm-hmm. or" this is some form of criminal activity, even taking it that far. Um, At any point, did you ask yourself, yo, what the fuck am I doing right now? And should I be doing this to another person? Like, were you thinking about his psychology in a sense?
2: So I feel like when people think about BDSM, they automatically just think of a picture of like someone like beating the shit out of somebody Mm -hmm. and not like the before and after. So... Like beforehand, you're kind of just mingling with people. And like we met this guy and we just had a normal conversation. He was a really intelligent, like really cool guy. Um, And you have to establish your boundaries and you have to make sure you're in a safe environment. And even though you don't know each other, I mean... Like we didn't pick up on the vibe that he was like cuckoo bananas and mm-hmm. he didn't think that we were going to like do anything, you know, to hurt him on un- like intentionally or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So like you have a conversation, you talk about what you're into and what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. Um, and we established like uh, there they use um like green was like you're like we'll let's say like your safe green, term? yellow, red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like yellow is like maybe ease up a little bit. Red is like stop. Mm-hmm. And then you have to respect that and people think that it's really the dom that's in control but really it's the sub because they establish all the boundaries beforehand and we have to follow that that's our responsibility because they're tied up you know they can't really do shit once the session starts Mm -hmm. so um I guess my thought was like I wasn't like actually that's not true I guess there have been certain points where I've been like am I really doing this like I feel like maybe something might be not right with me mm. if I'm okay with doing this but then I was just like I don't know like who am I to judge like everyone has their own thing whether they're willing to express it or not and I feel like if you're comfortable enough with yourself to go out and be like this is what I'm into I think you're just such a brave human being and like if that's what you're into then so be it right and then I respect that and you're a consenting adult. And so then I'm just fine with it. And right. I mean, it's definitely not for everybody, but I think it's fun.
0: Right, <laughs> so.
2: right. And so are different flavors of ice cream that are yeah. not for everybody, you know? Exactly.
0: And like before we cracked the mic, um, we were talking about how it's interesting when it comes to, so we can call this torture. But there's different connotations yeah. of torture, right? Yeah. So, for instance, a lot of people will be, oh, they can digest this idea of torture if it's in the form of war or nationalism is involved right. and there's a sense of protection or punishment, you know. Um, but then the flip end of that, torture becomes something that upsets our stomach when it's in the form of pleasure, Right, and that's when the big flashing red lights that scream taboo come right. in. You know, speak on that a bit I because think, you're studying social work right yes. now. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you know about human behavior, those type of classes you're telling me
2: that you're taking, and then what's the other one too? The other human one, human rights, exactly, human rights, yeah. right? So I just feel like the issue of sex in general makes people uncomfortable. And then, you know, it's an issue that's just so close to home. If you're thinking about war or, you know, our prison system, how many of us actually know someone that's, you know, in that situation? But if it's like our spouse or our partner or something like that, and you're thinking like they might be into this, Mm -hmm. it might be really bothering to somebody. But um, I I don't know. Sex is just a taboo issue. And then if you're thinking about it in the form of torture, I feel like we're just so past the point where sex is for just the point of procreation. I mean, I mean like, you know, if we're talking about, you know, years and years ago, I mean like oral sex was taboo, mm-hmm. like unacceptable, like doing anal is like not okay. So if right. we're thinking about the shit goes on, that goes on in a dungeon, it's like, that's just crazy. But mm-hmm. um, like we were saying, our society is just built on, punitive principles it's based on punishment we do horrible things to people um whether it's like through the criminal justice or illegally i mean if you think about like you know gang activity it's violence if you think about the criminal justice system it's violence right. and and punishment so and and it's a social norm and it's socially acceptable and we applaud people for it mm-hmm. and it's accepted here which i don't think makes much sense if you're thinking about a consenting adult who's being you know, judged and ostracized for like just doing something that gives them pleasure. Right. You right. know, everyone deserves that. And I think that for some people it's very therapeutic. I mean, um I think a lot of people think uh like people that go in for Dom sessions are people that are in positions of power, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes those people just need to relinquish that, but they can't let people in their everyday lives know that they need to do that because they don't want them to question their status. Right. And um, they don't want to come off as being weak. So they have to go to a safe place mm-hmm. where people understand that and won't judge them. And that's just a form of self-care for them, which mm-hmm. is really important. Mm-hmm. So
0: Now, you remember, Charm, um, when we initially met and you came to an event about celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a complete like a county miles and miles away from where you're residing with your work, you know yes. and and I'm curious for you, because to me um the way I've seen sex has evolved and Right now, how I feel for myself is that it's very much an exchange of energy. Mm -hmm. I think about that part um, and I'm here for the pleasure. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right. (laughs) But I just and and I don't know if it's because I also think of myself as an empath. And now my spirituality is so intertwined in everything that I do Mm -hmm. and all of my um, relationships. But it sparks my curiosity of how you view sex. Like, is it an exchange of energy for you as well? Like, do you ever think to yourself, okay, if I'm dealing with this man who likes this type of morbid um, entertainment or likes to just indulge in these things, is that a dark energy? Do you see it as dark energy? And if you do, do you feel like you consume it?
2: Um well, first, I just want to say that uh, BDSM, if you're in a session, it is not necessarily always about sex. OK, so it may be sexual in nature, but it doesn't always require like a, a physical release in that way or it's orgasm. A release in it, or, an orgasm. Yeah. Or it's a it's a different kind of release like taking part in the session is what gives them gratification and gives them release like they don't need the intercourse or they don't need that that physical aspect of it um that's not in every case I'm, i mean definitely some do and that's just how people get off and that's fine mm-hmm. but um so
0: for mm. me so it's like cathartic for some people like yeah. like if someone maybe when someone's angry and some folks go for a run some people you know scream into a pillow yeah and some people might hit up charm for a session
2: absolutely i mean i've Mm -hmm. i've had sessions where i mean guys like don't get hard that's like and they're like that's fine like that's not the goal for this like Ah. they'll i can i can flog someone for an hour and they're like i feel so much better like i was so stressed and i just feel like so much better and it's such a release for them and they're like and i mean like sometimes they'll like have an orgasm but like they won't be hard and they're like what the fuck just happened huh and they're like i don't know like that was weird like it was amazing that was weird but it's not intentional Mm -hmm. you know so it's like a just a really really intense massage An intense, It's an. I wouldn't call it a massage. A painful ass massage, for the most part. But it's definitely intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's mental. It's not just physical. It's it really weighs on on your mental state. And um, you have a lot going on mm-hmm. at that time. You know, there's a, like a lot of different sensations and. <laughs> Oh, Ty, our engineer you, Ty. here is such
0: a sweetheart. Cheese. Yep. <laughs> yes, the cheese and crackers <laughs> for this delightful, innocent conversation. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but we were um, going into um, the energy part. Like, do you feel like this world um, produces dark energy?
2: Um, I don't. I feel like it can seem that way. But also, like we were saying before, there's a before and after. Mm-hmm. So before you're having your conversation and you're establishing your boundaries and then you have your session and really you're just, you're acting out a fantasy and it's based on, it's based on trust. Mm -hmm. Um, and then afterwards there's a nurturing aspect to it where you make sure the sub is okay. And you let them know that it was just, you know, the fantasy and that, that, you know, like they're in a safe place. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's like, I mean, in the end it's a nurturing environment, not so much during the session, but, (laughs) um, I don't think that it's like negative or, or morbid or anything like that. I mean, it's definitely an energy exchange. There's a lot of there's a lot of energy, and um, I wouldn't call it negative. I wouldn't call it morbid. I don't really know how I would explain it. Um, it's for like it's, heavy duty thrill seekers. Yeah, it's thrilling. It's definitely thrilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and so, it gives you a rush.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: do you feel like because you're saying um, there's a lot of energy, whether it's good or bad, it's um it can't be interpreted, but it is energy. Do you yourself have like a ritual afterwards to just like cleanse yourself of any of this energy? Do you need that? Or do you, like, what are you telling yourself? This is gonna be such a zigzaggy convo, but luckily my listeners already get (laughs) who the hell I am (laughs) and are down to hold my hand as we journey through this maze. But, so, to be more linear and clear, do you need to do a form some form of a ritual before to get into the proper mental state and do you need to do some form of decompression to okay. detach
2: so i mean beforehand to get into it like before the session starts and you know what you're already going into um you just like reflect on that and you kind of like get into character i put on my outfit and i'm like i'm feeling hot like mm-hmm. i'm not you know i'm not me like i'm someone else right now and it's like it's amazing. It's such a cool feeling and it's like very therapeutic for me. And I'm like I get to be this person and afterwards, I think one of the things I like about being a dom so much is that afterwards, I'm like, "So, why did I just enjoy this?" and I really reflect on that and it just brings up like unconscious thoughts that were just dormant and I'm like, I really never thought about this before and it teaches me so much about myself mm, can and you it's share? kind of Yeah, um I mean I love, like, well, I guess I would think that, like, maybe I had some kind of, like, resentment against men, and it's something I don't like to think about. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we all have flaws. And I'm like, maybe I do. And I'm like, and that's okay. Uh-huh. And um, this is therapeutic for me, and I'm doing it... Actually, zigzag. <laughs>
1: um, Swirl
2: on them. This is school knowledge right here. Uh-huh. So, Freud. This yes. is very Freudian, but um, his most like the most mature defense mechanism uh, Freudian defense mechanism is sublimation Mm. and that's when you have um, like a socially unacceptable desire or impulse and you channel it into something positive
1: ah Um,
2: so got it um, most hip hop yeah Mm -hmm. Um, or like if you have um you feel like you have like violent urges or something to like inflict pain on people. You can become like a surgeon. Mm. <laughs> that's a popular. That's a popular
0: example that they use in school. Mm, but unfortunately, um, people take that too far when they become police officers.
2: Yeah, that's just a, <laughs> a podcast for another day, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I understand where you're going with it. So, um, a lot of a lot of the clients, you know, some of them are just really cool, down to earth people. I had a client that. Um, he was a female supremacist and he knew this about himself and he felt that that females were superior beings and he was super happy with it. And that, that was like his little secret life, but his wife wanted him to be like this macho man huh. and he, and he couldn't be that. So, um, he took that, those thoughts and it wasn't acceptable for him at home or in his workplace. And he comes to the dungeon and he gets to be himself, um, instead of, you know, like taking it out in a negative way that could get him in trouble somewhere. So it it is kind of like a
0: double life for him with that client. That's so interesting because we always hear the term misogynist. Like, I don't know, it kind of just brought some light to my life to hear someone saying the
2: term female supremacist. Yeah, there are a lot of men. It's very interesting. This is why I love it. Like, I learned so many things. Like, I'm like, if I saw this guy outside of here, I would be like, ugh i'd be like i don't want to talk to you you're probably such a dick in his suit and you're a lawyer or you're a banker or whatever mm-hmm. and what do you know 20 minutes later you're in the dungeon and you're in some pink fucking lingerie doing wait the, you or him him oh <laughs> <laughs> doing a little twirl and i'm like yes i'm like work that shit like be who you are and you can just tell like they're they're just like elated they're so happy like even if it's just for an hour like i get to be me uh-huh. and then like i think about it afterwards and i'm like people are just so interesting and it just brings up so many, it just brings up so many like feelings and ideas and I feel like I grow every single time I have a session.
0: Mm, because you're you're seeing people in their purest, most vulnerable state. Yeah. Yeah. Like aside, like like you're really disrobing um, all the identities they showcase to the world yeah. and getting straight to the nucleus of who they are. But in a situation like that, does any guilt arise in knowing this man has a wife who has no idea of this lifestyle that he's living on the low that you're providing for him?
2: Um, for me, no, because I because I don't do anything sexual
0: with the guys. Okay, yeah. That um, goes back to this not necessarily being a sexual act.
2: Yes. Um, although it, it definitely can, can be. be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually spoke to this one guy and I was like, did you tell your wife about this? Like, are you honest with her? Did you try it? And he was like, I tried and I just like, she just won't have it. And he's like, it's important to me. And, but it's, she's not into it. And he was sad mm. and I felt really badly. And I was like, okay, well it's kind of your responsibility if you want to be with this woman and like, she doesn't accept you for who you are, then you just kind of have to live with it, you know, but that's the choice he's making. Mm. Um, you know what that brings me to? Mm. I was having a
0: conversation Um with one of my girls actually last night and we're saying how it's important when it comes to our significant others not to look at them you can't look at them as they should be all of your friends bundled up into one package because you are going to be very unhappy very quickly right and it's really like do they have your standards right. like when you put your list of um quality when you prioritize all your quality traits like the really hard-hitting ones do they have it and everything else that's an accessory you don't necessarily need it in that person right. and so i guess maybe for him what's for lack of better terms lacking mm-hmm. in his wife he can receive it in another form
2: right and i mean i guess like if his wife
0: doesn't want to go to the gym he can't force her. And he's not going to leave her for that. He right. just hires a trainer.
2: Right. Which exactly. would be you, I guess. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I'm. Sh- he loves his wife and he has a family and it's not, yeah, it's not something that they're going to get. He's going to be like, well, I just can't, I can't live like this anymore, mm-hmm. you know, or at least he's not at that point. But um, I just feel like that kind of sucks to feel like someone doesn't accept you, you know, for who you are. But also, I mean, if you want a manly man, but you're married to a guy that like, Like tutus that yeah that wants to like be your bitch i mean (laughs) that can be a huge turnoff Mm -hmm. so and that's like what you know she likes what she likes he likes what he likes right so and also this question so many gender norms so many gender norms yeah um i mean
0: i so what type of man do you like? Like now does this like fuck up your preferences because you're seeing men in so many different states?
2: Honestly, I feel like the, I feel like the guys that come in and are like okay with um, like feminization and stuff like that, that's, you have to really be comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and very secure and very confident. And I feel like that's masculine to me.
1: Mm. Which is,
2: you know, it's kind of weird to say, but like you're not putting on a front like, oh, I mean, he is in his everyday life, but he has the balls to be like to go to a dungeon and seek someone out and be like, put me in some fucking Victoria's Secret (laughs) and like (laughs) Uh and like do your work. And I'm like, that's like kind of cool. So um, but I don't really have a type. I never have. I mean, I don't I date men. I've, I've dated women. I've dated trans people. And I just don't. Like if I like your vibe and I think you're a good person, like that's really all I care about. So mm-hmm. I I mean it just it just depends on the kind of person you are. I'm not I'm not big into gender roles and stuff like that. I think it's really constricting.
0: Yeah. I totally get you on that. Okay. So to bring us back on the main road, before I interrupted you, um, but this I thought this was a really great solid sidebar, if I do say so myself, <laughs> folks. But <Agreed. laughs> so to get back on the main road and you were um you were talking about how you got into BDSM and you were just at the part where you went to a club paddles. Yes. With your girl. Yes. Okay, drive drive forward.
2: Oh, damn, we're taking it way back. I forgot the we <laughs> You were know, talking seeing? about this. Scarks! Whoops. Yeah, we took a detour, <laughs> but we back. Okay. The GPS is correct now. Yes. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so we had, I mean, it wasn't like a session. We were just like, you know, like messing around with this guy, whatever. And we had so much fun. And then we took him down and he was like, that was amazing. He was like, thank you guys. Like, I like thoroughly enjoyed that. He was like, did you guys enjoy? And we were like, yeah, we were like, we love this shit. Mm. And like, mind you, it was our our first one. So we were like, my God, like, this is so great. Um, And then her and I would just, we would like talk about it. And I don't think we, we maybe went to like, like one or two more after that. But um, I had moved to New Jersey Um, And I was living with my boyfriend at the time, and I was a secretary, and I hated it. Mm. Um, And I was like, I'm going to quit. And I saw a job. Posting for a dominatrix in a dungeon. I was like, I'm going to go to this interview. Where does one see this posting? Craigslist. <laughs> because if I flip
0: through mother freaking, you know, I don't know if they still got the freaking job pages in the New York Times. I
2: don't know if this shit going to be there. Nope, it was on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this sounds <laughs> like Craigslist. I was like, this like is pr- kind of sketchy. But then um, I looked up the place and this wasn't supposed to happen. But there was an article about the dungeon in... Uh, in like the new yorkers or something like that Mm -hmm. um and i was like that's weird i thought that they would be a bit more discreet about it um (laughs) so i read the article and i was like wow this sounds great so i (laughs) okay so what were like the job responsibilities that really struck out to you and said you know what (sighs) I could be like employee of the month here. So it wasn't so much responsibilities. It was just like, yeah, like they have all this equipment and it's, it's like a very nice place. It's like a high scale one. It's not like a hole in the wall, like creepy Uh kind of place. And I was like, all right. So safety is like my main concern. I wouldn't go like if I saw something on Craigslist, I was just messing around. Like I would never really be like, let me go to a dungeon from Craigslist. Mm -hmm. But so, um, I looked it up and it sounded like it would be, it would be safe and it'd be okay to go. So, um. Also they said they had a lot of cool costumes. <laughs> and I was like, well, um so I went and I was like, what do, what like what the fuck do I wear to a Dominatrix interview? Uh-huh. So <laughs> true. So I was like, oh, I was like sexy like secretary, I don't know, I was freaking out, but I just ended up wearing a black dress and heels and I went um That works. Yeah. And they were just like, have you ever done this before? And, like, do you have any experience in the lifestyle? And I was like, yeah, I have some. And um, I've never done it professionally. And I was hired that day. Um, And I came to find that um, someone, it was, like, a journalist, had posed as a mistress there. um, And she wrote that article. Oh, wow. And they had to, yeah, and they had to move their location. And she disclosed, like, a lot of information. And um, so they, like, did not, like new girls after that Mm -hmm. i can imagine um so that's your title like your official title is mistress mistress
0: okay so that's what a client calls you Mm -hmm. but in like the more professional term is dominatrix Mm -hmm. okay but then is there like you have mistress and then you fill in the blank with your own like alias
2: yeah i mean um clients can be like they'll answer yes mistress yes goddess yes whatever you want to be called yes princess yes whatever what do you like to be called um i like mistress yeah i like goddess like who doesn't want to be a goddess
0: (laughs) so these are kind of like tapping into your alter egos like your little yeah your um, array of sasha fierces
2: yeah um and then dominatrix i uh, personally i feel like is more professional um if you're if this is like your lifestyle like you are just all about bdsm then like you know, in your personal life, you can have subs, you can have slaves, and they'll refer to you. They won't be like, "This is my dominatrix." They'll be like, "This is my mistress" or mm. "This is my goddess." So, um, it kind of it depends like on the context mm-hmm. um, and the dynamic between you and, and whoever you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what we were talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're still taking us. You're pretty much walking us through um, mm. your your job history yes in this world so then you get your first gig yes and i want to know internally how you're feeling externally what's the scene the first day of the job
2: so um i'm told that there's training okay there is not um you go up there it's really cool actually go up there and you come to these dungeon doors. First of all, are you nervous at this point? Oh my God. Yeah. I was like excited. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to do this. I was like, like, who am I? I don't know. I'm like this whole new person. Yeah. Um, but I was really excited about it. And then you like questioning yourself. I do. I don't like being, I don't like being comfortable with myself. I like, you know, I'm good under pressure. Mm. I procrastinate. And (laughs) then when it's like down to last minute, I'm like, I'm going to get this done. And I do it and I do it very well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm good under pressure, and I don't like being complacent. I don't like being comfortable, and I feel like it's, like, I feel like ignorance leads to, like, conformity, and that leads to complacency, and I just don't like it. And that leads to death. And, yes. <laughs> so. Mm, what's your sign? Leo. <laughs> ha!
0: That
1: Leo's... was actually my
0: first pick. Roar. Yes. All right. Um, so first day, yes, you're nervous. You're like, nervous. oh my gosh, I'm really doing this. And then you open the door to the dungeon. I feel like there's a creaking sound.
2: It's <laughs> it's a real dungeon door. This place is sick. Like it is so cool. Like gargoyles. It's like girl, you love gargoyles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were
2: talking about this earlier. But seriously, like when I think yes, of, you would think, yeah. Um it was like some medieval castle doors, and then you walk in, and then it's like an office. <laughs> but if you go through the other door, it's like a it's like a real dungeon. It's so there's it's sectioned off. Like one section is just for the girls, okay. And we're all there, um, maybe like eight to ten of us or something, and we're there in shifts um, at the dungeon. So I walked into a room full of girls mm-hmm. that did not want me there because that's just more competition, and that's you know. Does it feel like strip club atmosphere? Um, no, uh, I don't, I've never been to a strip club. Wow. Would you believe (laughs) maybe that's too tame? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I've just never gotten the chance. I don't know. I've never, I've never gone. I'm not opposed to it or anything. Um, so you go in and also this was very exhilarating for me because the girls are all very comfortable, Around each other, and like you'll go in the room, and like when we have to get ready for a session, we have to change. We all get undressed in front of each other. And when I was younger, I had like body image issues forever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know about this. Like this is kind of weird. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I was like, I'm gonna do it. So uh-huh. like I like changed in front of everybody, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, like I did it, and I felt, you know, like I felt so much better. So, huh. So that was your it first was interesting. It was like a little boost of confidence, and right. I was like. I was like, okay, this is like a step in the right direction in a in a weird kind of way. Um, but a lot of the girls didn't talk to me and they wanted like nothing to do with me because, uh, you know, girls will be there for a day and then just never come back. Um, and plus
0: they're traumatized from what happened with the homegirl who did the expose.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, also, a lot of girls will will come in and think it's just like easy money and they're like, yeah, like I'm just here to beat the shit out of somebody. And I'm like, that's not, that's hmm. not what this is. Um,
0: do you think that... Is that okay? Like, for someone saying that, in your personal opinion, is that um, a healthy, you know, mindset to have before you get into this? Like, that is, is that acceptable?
2: First, I think for someone to be like, yeah, like, I'll just be the shit out of some dude for money is like, mm, maybe like, take a step back and, and, you know, look at look at why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everyone has their reasons. I don't know. But personally, I feel like that's just a little bit, you know, that might be a little bit unhealthy. Um so there were girls that came in like they didn't know what BDSM was like they didn't know what it stood for. They had no idea what they were in for and they'd have their session and or like they'd hear like if um someone were to come in a client, it was like a first time client. They'd fill something out, um, a slave form, um, and then we'd all read it. And some of the girls would be like, I'm not doing that. huh So they would sit there and they would not session all day and then they just never come back. So it's like the girls that have been there for a long time, are like I'm not going to take the time to get to know these girls because they're not they're in and out in and out.
1: Yeah. um.
2: So it took a while for them to warm up. I made a lot of great friends there, mm. um, but some of them are just like strictly business. They're like we're like we're here to make money, and that's fine, right? Because um, so- it can be kind of cutthroat.
0: Break time, yo. I don't know about y'all, but epiphanies have been hatching like crazy in my damn brain, making me realize some new goals that need to be made from me for me during the new year. And if you read my newsletter, if you listen to those moments of realness audio posts, then you probably notice that as a solopreneur, yeah, girl, I tend to get overwhelmed easily in uh, these stages of adulting I'm currently in, hence my chosen guiding word of 2017, pacing. All of that to say, if you know you need to get those dreams, visions, intentions, whatever other synonym out of your head and onto paper, because paper makes shit just feel concrete, shout out to paper, How at my goal contracts. They're free principles I've designed that will give us some needed organization and self-accountability. Just go to she'sbeautyandthebeast.com slash goals. And you know what? I'll even post up one or two of my own goals because January. This is actually an impromptu moment of realness right here. January, maybe a bit of February, um, that's kind of going to serve as my hibernation season because she's beating the beast and is transitioning from project to business. As you guys know, I try to keep you updated on everything that's going on and bruh in order. For my potential to fully blossom and for me to continue giving high quality content that you guys deserve, lots of freaking reorganization and re prioritization needs to happen um, from my side of things, just so I can definitely nurture our relationships. So I'm actively working on getting my structure game up, uh, building a system for a little team, because those things combined, that's how I'm going to get the extra swigs of sanity <laughs> to assist me in delivering my best as we climb up the ladder of greatness, right? And maybe I overshare if you guys, but whatever. This is why I say I'm a life cheerleader and not a life coach, at the moment anyway. All right, so this commercial is getting long. Again, join my ass in going from dreamer to planner by hitting up she'sbeautyandthebeast.com slash goals. And if you really bowed about it, Tweet me your gold contract at it's Tracy G. All right, now back to this young whipster. So what is, like, now I'm thinking about the girls. um, What do they look like? Like, what are their backgrounds? I think a lot of times people, they think it's just for white folks. Hell no. It's like. They think all the dudes there are white motherfuckers on Wall Street who just really want to get their balls slapped. (laughs) as a full, oh, as clients. a de-stressor oh cli- well oh. that it, and and on the other side they think it's just like wh- yeah just what just whiteness all oh, okay. around Okay.
2: 90 percent are white guys okay for we the had, client side yeah for the client side we had uh, some some were from like ethnic backgrounds but for the most part white guys mm. um a lot of hasidic jewish men
1: hmm.
2: um and then just like yeah a lot of men and, and like high power positions, I guess. Um. All right, so when it comes to the vetting process mm-hmm. with
0: women, I'm wondering if there needs to be a, a prototype. Is there a standard for a beauty that is expected of these women? Kind of like you go to Hooters and you can see right there what the job requirements are like very busted Mm -hmm. snatched waist Mm -hmm. um a lot of times you see a light-skinned girl there a particular weight like so what is it like over there
2: um so absolutely not there is no type it's like we have um oh my gosh this is like hooters is like society's version of beautiful like that's what like men want BDSM, this is like your fantasy. This is like things that you've been thinking of that you never thought, you know, were possible in your real life. Like people have fetishes for amputees. People have mm. fetishes for um very curvy women, you know, women with tattoos, every kind of ethnicity, every kind of anything you can imagine. So we had a woman come in, and this brings it back to empowerment. Um, we had a woman come in and she was. Um, very curvy and she was really self-conscious about it and she was like i don't really think anyone's gonna want to you know like session with me um and this man came in he was like oh my god he was like yes he was so excited (laughs) i like my girls bbw (laughs) this man sure did and she was like really? And he extended his session for, it was like an hour session. He extended that shit for two hours. So it was was like a three hour session. And he wanted her to pretend like, I think, I don't know, she was feeding him pie or something. But (laughs) I swear, yeah. And like, just like, like cuddling him. Mm. And yeah, and that was his fantasy. And like, she fulfilled that for him. And she was like, wow, she was like, that's not what I expected at all. But there. It's like no expectations. So you know what's kind of always been my...
0: It's not an issue, but... I challenge fetishes in a way because it can kind of feel like objectification and it can kind of feel like after I get what I want from you because I can't help it, I am my, I'm just compelled mm-hmm. to be attracted to you, I dispose of you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because you don't fit into the everyday aspect of my life right you're just here in secrecy
2: right um well i feel like that that's your own uh you you put yourself in that role you allow yourself to be in that role i feel like if you're confident in yourself and you're like just don't let yourself be vulnerable to that position be like even if that's how he sees it be like that's not how i see be like i'm like doing my work like I chose to be here like I'm making my money like I know my worth Mm. um I know like I'm a beautiful woman and I know that I'm a desired woman and if you don't have the balls to express that in public like that sucks for you Mm. um you know like grow a pair but it's all a game of perspective
0: yeah okay all right interesting have you ever felt objectified
2: um no, not, re- not really. Yeah. I'm, I'm a real bitch <laughs> <laughs> in my sessions. And, um, I like, I lay down the law, so I don't really like, you don't have a, you're not going to have a chance or an opportunity to, to do that. Uh-huh. Or a le- not, not up until this point. Uh-huh. Um, so, and like I said, it, the the rules are established beforehand. So if you're feeling like, Oh, like this kind of, you know, makes me feel badly, um, and I don't think it's going to end well for me. Like mentally, this might be kind of trying for me. Mm-hmm. Don't do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Don't do the session. If you're feeling confident and you're like, I want to do this, like I'm going to rock this session and it's going to be amazing, mm-hmm. then do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your choice. You're not being, you know, you're not forced to do anything you don't want to do. Um, so know your limits just like with anything else. Mm-hmm.
0: So then I'm interested. We have this conversation a lot, um, me and my coworkers in hip hop. There's always been these rumors of who's on the down low, and mm-hmm. the way they get on the down low is because they've been so numb by receiving a buffet of tits and ass mm-hmm. every single night mm-hmm. where they can't help it they They are immune to um to commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, or I don't even know if that's the right word. I, I should be phrasing Some. it like that. They're allergic to commitment, mm-hmm. you know, and the girl next door is just not gonna be able to provide them with the indulgence that they now crave. Mm-hmm. And so with this, um, I can call it. it, inic- is it wrong for me to, to say if this is an extreme lifestyle? Is that offensive? Um... Because again, it's like challenging normalcy. I'm not sure.
2: Right. I mean, this goes back to, is it self-destructive to the person or not? Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're, if you've experienced so much to the point that like, I mean, if you're on the, like the DL, whatever, but. If it's going to get to a point where that's not enough, like then what are you going to turn to? Yeah. Um, and if it's just never enough, then you're going to have an issue.
0: Right. And you need to like,
2: take a step back and you need to tackle that. Right. Um, probably not through relationships with people, but with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty extreme. Like if nothing is going to satisfy you, then...
0: If you're insatiable. Right? Yeah, then
2: that's, a, that's an issue. Right. Because that, it's not just sexually. I mean, that affects every facet of, of a relationship with somebody. Um,
0: yeah, because everything is interconnected.
2: Yeah. So so yeah, I would say that that's extreme.
0: Okay, but it hasn't made you feel like like, do you have standards in the bedroom where you know, you won't be able to like on a scale of one to 10, you won't be able to be with someone who can like a three is them getting really freaky
2: um it really depends on the person and how connected i feel to that person i feel like i'm very intuitive and like if i just if i just feel like it's not there if i feel like i mean something i do with someone i might not want to do with somebody else Mm -hmm. i might not like the way that they go about it or it just doesn't turn me on with them Mm -hmm. so it totally depends on what it is and like the extent of of what it is and how they want to do it um So, like, a a five for one person could be, like, a ten for someone else. I'm like, I'm not doing that with you. Mm -hmm. So, it really depends.
0: Right, got you. But it's not like, okay, I need, like, in order for me to be satisfied, I gotta do all the fucking wild shit. No. Like, you can have... And not every night, but you can just have a nice kind of high school makeout session on the couch and appreciate yeah. that.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes I'm in the mood like to get wild, and I feel like that's everybody. And sometimes, like, I just want to chill and like I just want to cuddle mm-hmm. and like be sweet with me and like mm-hmm. just give me kisses, and I'm totally fine with that. So it's not yeah, it's not like an extreme all the time. Like I don't need to to pursue this whenever I'm like being intimate with somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Got gotcha. you.
2: Yeah. How do you not get lost in the psychology sauce of it all? Um, I guess like when I'm in character, I'm just in character because like, it's just fun for me. Um, but afterwards I'm I think about it from from a psychological perspective and then it's just like it's kind of a learning process for me and I'm like, "Okay, this is interesting." And I break it down and some of the um some of the clients give explanations as to why they're into what they're into, but you can't really you got to take it with a grain of salt. Like, you don't know mm-hmm. how how true it is because, you know, you don't know this person and what they're asking for is bizarre. So how do I know if they're telling the truth?
0: Mm. Well, um, what are some of the bizarre things and what
2: are the explanations behind it? Um, I mean, a lot of them attribute to the, their stuff to, like, childhood trauma kind of stuff. Um, like, neglectful stuff, abuse, or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, and
0: then in adulthood, that takes form in... Mistress, can you yeah, what?
2: uh, oh God, oh, there are so many, there are so many things, um, a lot of the guys, like humiliation is a big thing, um a lot of them, like public humiliation, which would be like um all the girls will come in the room and just like make fun of them and say horrible things, like mm. like, like fucked up shit, um, and they're just like, I know, like it's true, and they just. They're they're so it's like a little puppy dog, hmm. and then that's why afterwards it's so important to be like, yeah, like how'd you feel about it? Like, are you okay? And you know to like reassure them that this is you know that this is what they asked for, and that it was just a scene. And you know they go back to their to their life, right? Because um, I I feel like I would be
0: worried and saying all this, you know. Whenever we have conversations about suicide prevention mm-hmm. and. Always within that dialogue is be careful what you say because you never know how someone can take it and how right. that can be like the match that just sparks a fire. Right. And they just go and choose self-harm over self-care. Right. It's- That's
2: why if you if you really don't know what BDSM is and you go into it, like you can really fuck someone up mm-hmm. mentally. So it's just really not, it's not safe just to assume like this is what it is. Like if you're going to do it, like look into it because it's just very irresponsible not to. Right. So have, you can really mess with a person.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a point where you had to tell a client, like, that's too far for me?
2: No. Huh. I don't think so. Uh, no. Um, also, I mean, we can choose, you know, who we want to session with. And then if we agree to something in the beginning, um, I, I like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm in for. If they ask for something, like, mid-session, mm-hmm. and it's not something I agree to, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. We didn't agree to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's move on.
0: Mm. like shut
2: your mouth and we're gonna do what we said we were gonna do so and they're (laughs) like okay so you know got you got Um, you got
0: you yeah so what do you feel like are um the biggest misconceptions that come with your job i mean there are some obvious ones but maybe
2: what can we dispel okay so like we said one of the obvious ones is that it's not just beating the shit out of somebody like that's there's so much more to it Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's really like a trusting relationship um there, there's a lot that goes into it physically and mentally um and i guess there's so many different it's a large spectrum of what is considered bdsm and i feel like a lot of like a lot of couples are at home or into stuff that's considered bdsm like if you have like a whip at home or you like to be choked or you know stuff like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: so i feel like it's not like it's wrong to if you're into something like that even though maybe it's minor to judge people that are into something that's like a little more extreme mm. because you don't know their you don't know their reasoning behind it, you know. That's true. You know what I wonder though, Charm? I I wonder for like
0: um when you were giving an example of like some men that will trace this back to childhood trauma, I feel like I would suck at this job because I'd be like, "You know what, baby? You don't need a beating, you need therapy." Right. Like um, to go see a therapist. Like I wonder at one point, what does it when do you say this isn't a healthy escape? We could actually do better for you.
2: Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I guess I mean that for some people is therapy. I mean, there's so many different forms of therapy, you know. True. True. Um, so that if if that's what's most effective, then I and you're not hurting anybody else and you're okay. Um mm. and you and you're and you're feeling like this is helping me, then that's fine. Um, if it's something that you're asking for and it's it, it's just taking you down a path of like self destruction.
0: Yes, and hurting others. And okay, her- boom. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Thank you for saying that because you lightly kind of put me in check and reminded me that there are there's a full spectrum of what normalcy is. Right, and I was thinking of it uh, as. And I just caught myself of you saying that. I'm like, go to a therapist so that you can get back on your ball um, to normalcy, which in my eyes would be not, you know, going back to looking at this is taboo. Like if you're into um uh you know sadomasochism <laughs> all the the bdsm yeah. world and that means something is crooked within you right but
2: that's, that's not, not an true analogy. right that's their normal yeah that's their therapy and that's you know that's fine everyone has their own their own version
1: mm-hmm.
2: um but in some cases i mean i said like a lot of the clients are really cool down earth people some of them are not some of them really you know but this is this is just like anybody I mean a lot of people don't seek proper help for their issues I mean mental health is a huge issue and most people don't get help for you know the issues that they that they have
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and they might not be going about it in the right way so some you know people come in and they ask for stuff that's just like something like something's not right like this isn't just this isn't I mean maybe it's therapeutic for them but it's not like it's fucked up. Mm. So they they need to try something else.
0: Okay, maybe I'm just like really perverted or this is my inner dark side who's come out to join us, but I I need a, an example, por favor.
2: All right, so um there was a guy who and I I did not session with him, um but he came in and he he hit he Beat a girl. Like, he was... Um, if you come in, you can... The guy can choose if they want to be a dom or a sub. Okay. That's at that particular dungeon? Is it like that everywhere? Um, I'm not sure. I, th- I think so. I believe so. Um, but but don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so, I never... I did one sub session. I didn't like it. I'm mm-hmm. more submissive in my personal life. And, and like, professionally, I, I just love being a dom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so a guy came in and he was a dom and and the girl was the sub and he like went to town on her face. So the manager had to go in. She broke his nose. Wow. And, and he, he doesn't like women. Like he hates women. So it's, yeah.
0: In that case, can you call 911 and they press charges? They will not. Huh? Why is that? Um, is it in the contract? What contract? Oh, I don't know, girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw my assumptions in the trash. <laughs> um, no, it's just that it, it's tough with a business like that. I mean, it's a totally legal business. It's just that it's like a blurred line. So they don't—they don't, they don't want to get the police involved. Um, they don't want attention. It's a very discreet. It's a very discreet business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small community. They don't, don't want to draw attention to the girls or the clients. Um, so, I, and I mean, I'm not justifying this at all. I understand what you're saying. Um, but it's just, they they do not do it. So
0: there's never been, like, for you, a moment that was so disturbing that just rocked you and you were like, I can't be a part of this because even though will be sometimes where like I'm speaking I'm interviewing a whack ass fucking rapper and I'm like yo I need to piece out the entertainment industry <laughs> and it'll just be because of that or I gotta fucking deliver a entertainment report and I'm like yo son Um but you you kind of have a, um, a high tolerance for
2: pain yeah I have a I have a high tolerance for for stuff like that so um If I had a session and it was, like, really bizarre and I was like, this was fucked up, I just won't session with them again. Okay. Um, Because everyone's sessions are so different, I kind of didn't let it ruin it for, you know, ruin it for me. I was just like, I just won't do this one.
0: I see what you're saying. Right. Mm. This is so interesting because I'm tying this to, like... Um, like, more scenarios that someone would be used to. So, like, for instance, the first thing that came to mind when you said that is how a lot of folks can have one bad interaction with someone and they completely shit the entire community. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. someone could have a, a horrible experience with one white person and they're like, all white people are fucked up right any type of race or one person or you know you see dudes all the time they'll have a bad experience of a woman who's rocking a weave and they're like i hate weave meanwhile they're freaking worshiping beyonce
2: right um i don't yeah i don't like to generalize yeah i feel like I, in general but this is definitely not like the kind of industry where you can gen- like they're bdsm is just so much you can't put it in a box you mm-hmm. know um yeah, so I won't. Based on an experience I have with one or two clients or whatever, I won't. It, it won't change my mind about the the industry as a whole, right?
0: Because the good experiences are just yeah. the good outweighs, right? Right. The shitty. I get it. Okay. So now, talk to me about revealing this part of your life to your friends. To how long have you been in this world now? Um, professionally a year maybe a little over a year oh wow okay so you're still a freshman status okay Mm -hmm. so for this year
2: have you dated someone during the period yeah okay i've been with my friends i've been so honest about it but um i feel like i just surround myself with like-minded people Mm -hmm. and i know that like they'll be accepting of it and if they're not i'm fine with that um if i tell someone if i tell someone that i'm dating and they're like what really and they judge me i'm like i want to be with you anyway does it feel like a secret no (laughs) i told my mother um i have not told my father because he's he's conservative not that not because i'm ashamed of it or anything um but because i know yeah i know that it would that it would hurt him and i don't want to you know i don't want to go there um
0: what'd your mama say well first of all how the hell did you say say this? this all right i'm gonna be your mama hey honey how's your friday going (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why I just went into that weird accent, but this is my character, okay, <laughs>
2: Mistress Mama. I'm very honest. I don't bullshit. I was like, I got a new job today. <laughs> this is the same way it came out when I t- when I told her I wasn't straight. It's was like I got a new job today. She was like, Where? I was like, A dungeon. She was like, What? I was like, A dungeon. She was like, What the fuck are you talking about? And like, and I told her, and she was like. Why would you do that? She was so upset. She was like, oh, my God. She was like, you have such a dark soul. Like, did I did I do that bad of a job? Like raising you? And I was just like, Mm. I was like, why are you being so negative about it? I was like, you don't even know what it is. She she just. I don't know. She drew a conclusion. Um, It was totally unfounded. Like she was making judgment. She has no idea what BDSM is. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was very upset. And I was like, I'm fine. I was like, I'm being safe about it. I was like, no one's forcing me to do anything I don't want to do. I was like, I'm going by my own rules. Like, my mind is not, mal- like, it's you're not going to manipulate me into, you know, doing something that makes me uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I was like, it's fine. I was like, I'm doing it because I want to do it. Like, this shit is fun. Like, it's a new experience. She was like, okay. So she went on a, a chat room and she spoke like with a retired dominatrix or something. Wow. And she was like, she called me. She's like, Sha. Oh, she was like, honey, she was like, um, I spoke to a retired dominatrix and she said it was great. And she was like, I guess like if if that's what you want to do. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it is. And she's like, OK. Um, but today she revealed to me that that was she was just trying to be supportive and she pisses her off. She does wow. not like it for the safety aspect. But she thinks that it's she thinks it's twisted. Hmm. And I was just like, she was like, it's not normal. And that's when I went into the whole spiel with her about us, us being like a a punitive society. And like, I was like, that's normalized. I was like, you stand by that, but you think I'm weird because I'm a, like we're consenting adults that are doing this. Mm -hmm. And, um, she didn't have anything to say about that.
0: (laughs) So, you know what, let's go into that. Um, what are the empowering aspects of being a dominatrix?
2: Um, I mean, f- speaking from my experience, I can't really speak for anyone else. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine if if you feel some sort of way about men and you get to whip some guy's balls like that, I'm sure that can be very empowering for you. but for me, um, I feel like growing up, I was like very unsure of myself, and I'm always on a mission to find myself, and'm like it's never happening for me so um and like I grew up in the suburbs, and like my life was very i don't know it was very vanilla. And I feel like I was kind of sheltered in a way. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, so I started like doing things out of my comfort zone. And when I started doing this, it's just endless self discovery. And it's just so interesting and empowering. And it gives me confidence. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, it's made my sex life better. Huh. That's for damn sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, but has it, but has it like the other side of intimacy that isn't necessarily sex, has it helped that way?
2: Um. Yes, because I'm more comfortable with myself. So I'm more comfortable opening myself up to other people. I'm not mm. as guarded. Um, mm. So I think like inadvertently it's had an
0: effect on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. And then would you consider it a form of self-care? Like, you know how we got hashtag self-care Sundays and yeah. people will take baths and meditate, do yoga, all of that form. Mm-hmm. Would whipping somebody be a form of self-care for you.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's like the actual form of of whipping someone but just like the whole package, just like being in that character and like just saying like I, you know, like I can do this, like mm. um and getting to like step outside myself a little bit is to me it's just so rewarding and it's so interesting to learn to learn so many things about yourself. Um I think that that's a form of self-care. It can be be very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Um, Also because, I mean, not all sessions are so physical. Um, A lot of them, like I said, it's like a mix of physical and mental. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of in sessions you can project maybe. Like if you're having a bad day, you can project that onto your client, but make it part of your character so it's a release for you as well.
1: Hmm. But
2: you can like incorporate it into your session. Interesting. You know what? Are there any women? Um, female clients? I haven't I didn't have one in the dungeon, but there definitely are. It's um there's lesdom. Huh. Like women and women. Um, but yeah, there are definitely women submissives out there for sure.
0: So, for your everyday woman um, you know, who just likes to have regular doggy style sex. <laughs> that's okay you know what i mean (laughs) like that's really what you want why not that's as far as she takes it well actually let's erase that just for a woman who maybe feels like her the dominant side of her is in hiding Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to her
2: the dominant side is in hiding yeah um i feel like you know every woman has fantasies and sometimes might just like put them in the back of their head like that's weird like no one's gonna want to do that Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's important to like let it out and think about it and I don't know watch a porn Mm -hmm. and if you like it be like okay like maybe I want to try it and try it I mean if you have a I mean if you have a partner that's not into it I think sex is super important Mm -hmm. so and um being dominant isn't just about sex. Like, that's your personality. I don't think that it should be dormant to anybody. I think you should be who you are. So if you can't express that to your partner, I think that that's a huge issue. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I would just go for it and try it. That's what... I mean, I've had partners, and, like, there's been stuff that I've been interested in doing, and I'm like, this is kind of awkward to bring up. Right. Like, I don't really know how to go about it. That's why I just say it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not... Like I do awkward things, but I don't mind the awkwardness. Like I'm fine with it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right. Like I'm just gonna say, like, do you want to, like, do you want to do this? And then it's a yes or no. Yeah. Most of the time it's yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, right. It's like you know, you can't score unless you shoot. Yeah. So either you like it or you don't. At least you know. It's better to know than, you know, to regret not having, not having like tried it.
0: Right. Would you consider yourself a spiritual person?
2: Yes. Huh.
0: Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Like, what is your foundation?
2: So. Um, religious, no, spiritual, yes. Mm-hmm. My my parents aren't religious. My mom's a hippie to the max. She's the ultimate hippie. Um and my mother's Jewish. My father, his family is uh Baptist, um, and they're from the south. But I never was raised I grew up celebrating Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa. <laughs> so mad gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then now I'm like, I don't have to celebrate any, like the holidays really don't mean anything except for seeing my family. Like that's all I care about. But, Mm -hmm. um, I'm very spiritual when it comes to like the universe and vibes and nature and stuff like that. And just being a good person and positive energy, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. So you feel like spirituality
0: and sexuality can be, can intermingle. Oh, for sure. Ah, Okay. That's interesting. I don't know if you've ever done this. I have spoken about this, which podcast episode. Oh, and um, I was talking about yoni eggs. Have you ever tried one? No, what is that? Okay, so you know how we're in a big crystal rave wave right now? Mm-hmm. So a yoni is basically, it's an, it's an egg shape, but it has all, um, it's a crystal. Do you put it in your cuckoo? Yes, you do, cuckoo, cool. yeah, your <laughs> and it's an energy cleanser because you know when it comes to um, the walls of our vagina, they hold all of our power, and it's where our creative energy, um, you know, our sexual drive comes from. And so, yes, it's an energy cleanser, and then at the same side, it can also be to tighten you up. Oh, Mm -hmm. physically, I feel like you would be into it. But in that that episode, I was talking to um, Shakara, the chick that I was interviewing, and she um, she actually produces Yoni eggs and she them on her site, Nirvana Wild. Mm -hmm. And I was saying how I had been practicing a higher level of masturbation Mm -hmm. because I understand that um, sexual energy is synonymous with creative energy, at least in my opinion and others opinions. Instead of... As I'm about to orgasm, thinking about more or less, more or less, okay, this guy or this girl is doing this on this left nipple and on this right side of my clit. I'm thinking about what do I want from the universe. Mm-hmm. I'm like leaning more towards the creative aspect than the sexual aspect. And that's how I braid the two. Okay. And so it's taking my manifestation skills to the next level, girl. Get up on
2: it. I think, honestly. I think that that is really sexy. Like, (laughs) focusing on that Mm -hmm. is, like, as a woman is very sexy, that you could do that. Like, that's really cool. I would do that. Mm -hmm. I'll put that in there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Try it. (laughs) I would. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then, hmm. I'm wondering now, when you get older, do you want to have children? Yeah, definitely. Is this something that you would, you know, when you're having the birds and the bees type conversation? Because, like, if I marry... Well, I predict that I will be marrying my current boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So I'd be marrying a guy. I still would want my children to know their mother is bi. Mm -hmm. You know, when we have our first um, conversations around sexuality, that will be brought up. So for you, is that something that you feel like is necessary for children to know? Do you think like as a young girl is entering her stages of adolescence and her sexuality is blooming and she gets her period and her breast size is increasing should she also know about this option um of being a dominatrix as a sexual lifestyle
2: um i think that i mean it depends on the age but i think that like if they were maturing and they stumbled upon it mm-hmm. and they and they brought it up to me I would be, like, totally open and honest about it. I don't think I would... I don't want to, like, influence them in any way and be like, hey, like, you should try this, you know? But if they're interested in it, I would be totally open about it. I wouldn't be like, oh, like, don't look at that. That's, like, blasphemous. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. I would just be like, yeah, we'll talk about it. But I would not, like, in a vulgar way. Just, like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this as long as you're responsible. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just like I would go about anything else. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I feel like exploring your sexuality is very important, and I'm totally open about it. Mm -hmm. And I was the same way with my mom. (laughs) Look how I turned out. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so
0: this isn't necessarily like... Every time people hear about folks who like, quote-unquote, more the dark side, they're always like, what happened to you when you were a kid? Yeah. And that isn't a prerequisite to being a dominatrix or to being a a sub.
2: Right, no, not at all. Um, And actually when I was I went through like my hoe phase Mm -hmm. which is like whatever cool Mm -hmm. but and how do you define your hoe phase because I feel like it's just promiscuous I'm just promiscuous um but and like I would have like one night stands or whatever and I was like yeah like I'm finding myself I'm exploring my sexuality Mm -hmm. but I like honestly I did not really like having one night stands but I kept having them and I was like I don't know it's a part of you know it's a part of Mm self-exploration yeah and then once I started doing this I was like I I I like haven't had a one night stand since I started doing this and I was like I don't like one night stands I was like there's no way like getting drunk and having a one night stand like they're not gonna know what I like it's not worth it Mm -hmm. and it's just like I'm so much more secure in myself to know that like it's it's such a waste of time Mm. so and I haven't done it since and I still feel like I mean, like, I still have, mo- like, I'm not in a, um, an exclusive relationship or anything, but I have, like, long time partners mm-hmm. that, like, we get to, like, know each other and, like, know what we like. Like, and friends like- of benefits type of deal? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So, because, I mean, sex gets better once you keep doing it with the same person for the most part. Yeah. As opposed to just, like, one, a drunk one night stand. I mean, Although
0: some married couples could tell you
2: otherwise, but hey.
0: Well, if you do too long (laughs) just
2: kidding (laughs) just kidding but I mean like once once you you know like I he likes it when I touch him there like I'm not gonna know that Mm -hmm. you know so and BDSM taught me that I don't know really how Mm. but there's just way more uh, like gratifying yeah
0: I mean how can you be in that lifestyle and not receive like a bundle of epiphanies every sure night or I every know. day
2: i sure did yeah yeah my sex life is totally different now but it's it's so great and i'm not um i don't incorporate bdsm into my sex life all the time mm-hmm. so
0: so since we're on the subject of everyday sexual activities it's interesting because we've seen the role of women shift in our professional lives, but I've also taken notice of how it shifted in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. And we'll have women who are very much you know, the HBIC when they go to work, mm-hmm. but they walk into their apartments, into their homes, they step into the bedroom and they wanna be choked. Right <laughs> Like there is a big time choking trend. Yes, there is. <laughs> and there are many participants and stands of it and since you're just like me and you have a high interest in psychology, and guess what folks if you're into choking, then you're a little bit into BDSM yeah because it's like a light a version.
2: yeah it It can be a light version it can be it can be extreme but Mm -hmm. i think in this case we're talking about the light version (laughs) right but
0: like what is give me like your theory behind that like what do you think
2: is the psychology of it so um if you look up what bdsm is a lot of times it'll say it's um, it involves the relinquishment of power or it's a power um exchange so and like i was saying men in Uh, powerful positions they go to the dungeon or um, they have a dominatrix and they want to be submissive because they feel like they need to relinquish that power they need um, they need that escape and it's it goes you know it's the same for women Mm -hmm. so but I feel like men are more inclined to be like yeah I'll choke you and take on that dominant role than women being like you know to their boyfriend or whatever I like I want to choke you out and they're like Oh, no. like that's mm-hmm. weird. So I feel like um, for women to do it at home, it's just it's more accepted because women are seen as being more submissive, and men are okay with that.
1: Mm. Um,
0: so it has a lot to do with um, your social conditioning, yeah, as well. Because and here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with want if with being a woman and also wanting to play the submissive role. No, absolutely, like not. that isn't a form of anti-feminism. No absolutely like, not so long because you can
2: feel empowered on your back yeah you can feel empowered being a submissive if you are naturally a submissive person and that's how you get your that's how you derive pleasure then that's empowering for you right that's a release for you you don't have to be in the dominant role to be empowered mm-hmm. um so you don't have to be in power to be empowered mm-hmm. um so, and I think a lot of people, because they, they don't know what BDSM really is, and it's not like it's just out there for everyone to see, you know? So, a lot of people don't realize that choking is, you know, considered to be, you know, BDSM. It's in there. Right. So, you know, so is spanking. Mm
0: hmm. <laughs> and I mean, absolutely. And a lot and of a y'all, lot of people, yeah, mm-hmm. like a good spanking got on, some freaking. Palm prints on
2: your ass mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> if you're saying choke me, out. spank me, pull my hair, which is very common, that can be considered BDSM. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so then let's travel to the complete
0: opposite of everything. Celibacy, which I have been a fan of. What do you think about that?
2: Um, I guess I don't really know much about it other than the other than the workshop. Mm hmm. But I feel like if that's how someone feels empowered, then it's great. I mean, if that's what you have to do for yourself, then I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different for everybody. So,
0: but it wouldn't be a form of empowerment
2: for you. Um, I don't, I don't know. The way I see it is that because I was like so self-conscious and I had so many confidence issues. Like I had an issue with intimacy, like a huge issue with intimacy, um, And then define
0: intimacy because I feel like so many people because intimacy can be as sexual intimacy. I'll say okay, yeah. Because I was gonna say it can be as subtle as holding hands. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Um.
2: No, I had a huge issue with um sexual intimacy, so I I was a I was a prude. Mm -hmm. Um. So me like discovering my sexuality and becoming more and more comfortable with it, uh, the more empowered I feel. Got it. So and I feel like more in control of myself. So that's why i feel like at this point probably not but Mm -hmm. i mean the future who knows
0: yeah 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 because you're open because you're open to everything yeah it seems like i mean for the most part or more than your spectrum is rather wide yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's dope this has been man charm (laughs) let me make sure (laughs) i stick to Our name of choice. I slipped for a second. (laughs) It's all good, but it sounded like you were saying charm. All you said was cha. Yeah, there you go. That's (laughs) why I chose that name. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. But I appreciate, man, I have bottomless appreciation for your openness. Yeah. Your transparency. And like I was telling you earlier, I'm a dot connector. Yeah. You know, I'm someone that I do love the differences amongst um, humans, but Mm. I only love it in a way that, as a form of curiosity, right. just to fulfill that for me. And also, so the deeper and deeper I can go with someone, then I can find the string that's buried that connects to me right. and connects to the next person, you right. know? And so, my goal with this um, episode is for any woman that is listening, and you know, I have male listeners as well. Shout out mm-hmm. to Team Testosterone. Hey. But <laughs> to really be particular about my gals. I hope they can see a glimmer of themselves within you. right? And at the very least, you don't necessarily have to exercise your confidence, your dominance, your, um, your overall presence in the form of uh, BDSM. No, not at all. But remember that it's there yeah. and don't mute it. Yes. I like seeing women in positions of power. You and me both, girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's in a variety of mediums. Mm -hmm. And I like what you represent because at the end of the day, it's just a reminder to make sure that you are
2: standing with your chin to the clouds. Absolutely. And even though, you know, I I do that, I mean, I'm very successful. I'm in graduate school. I mean, yes. You know, I'm an intelligent woman and I carry myself very well, and that's very important. and I feel like if you're into something like that, whatever it may be, like don't think any less of yourself, don't judge yourself and I just feel like it's really important not to be quick to judge other people because you do not know what goes on, you know, behind closed doors.
0: Absolutely. And with that said, y'all have a spanking ass day) <laughs> 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 Different. <laughs> you. Yeah. Okay. Now, I cannot personally endorse the Dominatrix lifestyle per se, but I, of course, have no interest in judging it. And honestly, yo. I was still bloated with questions hours after my conversation with Charm. So if you, in fact, want a part two, please let it be known. Tweet me at It's G, I-T-S-T-R-A-C-Y-G, or you can shoot me an email personally. That's at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at It's Tracy because this chick is all the way down. And if there were to be a sit-down part two, I would focus more on how being a dominatrix affects her spiritual development and so forth because I do feel we could have walked down that avenue a bit longer. However, I did end up shooting her a text a couple days later because I wanted to see if she felt like being a dominatrix was her purpose. And she said, no, I feel like I fit in the niche of BDSM because I have a more dominant personality and I'm very open-minded and I enjoy it. It might fit into what I want to do career-wise in some way, but I don't feel like being a dom will be my career. I feel like human rights work is my calling, and being a dom, and she squeezed in here, in parentheses, sex worker, fits into that. End quote. Again, different. (laughs) I hope this episode inspired you to question and embrace your full truth, those idiosyncrasies we all have and those paradoxes that are also tangled within us. Um, and all of that along with those of others. I visit She'sBeautyAndTheBeast.com for my full menu of episodes, audio vision boards, those goal contracts I mentioned earlier, my morning wake-up calls, and just my overall caffeine for the spirit. you heard me? But above all, keep the soul alive. Lit. I'll uh-huh, let you later. Love you. Still saying, Mary 2017, you can't stop me. She's,
1: She's Beauty, in the beauty love. and the Moon. <laughs>